Ion 2020, episode 249. Have 2020 Vision with Ion 2020, your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date daily until November 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news. Thank you for joining me. Now let's clear our vision. I'm telling you guys, libertarians must be ecstatic right now. Libertarians must be so happy that, um, and not libertarians specifically, because libertarians tend to be a little bit more extreme sometimes than others, but maybe the, the strict constitutionalists will say, strict constitutionalists must be extremely ecstatic right now. And the reason why I say that is because all you heard yesterday from the Democrats when they were talking about impeachment, so they, they ended up doing the impeachment, blah, 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 uh, six hours of a bunch of idiots talking back and forth. So it would be like Democrat, Republican, Democrat, Republican, back and forth, back and forth. Each of them gets a minute to speak, right? And then some of them would wave a few minutes. Like if they only spoke for 30 seconds, they would give their time back to the person that was in charge of, you know, divvying up the time, I guess. And then at that point, other people would have more time as well. And all you heard was how... We're here to protect the Constitution. We're here to defend the Constitution. We're here because the Constitution says we should be here. I mean, all you heard was that we are here to defend the Constitution. And we must be ecstatic, people that are a little bit more constitutionalists, you know? People that are for limited government. People that are for making sure that the government does not infringe upon our rights. People that are looking to, you know, put strict limits on government. We must be ecstatic right now. Because of all these people that were just saying how much they are there to protect the Constitution. I mean, one of them, it was like one of the guys, he was uh, from California, was a congressman, Democratic congressman, I can't remember what his name was. Um, but he had the, uh, the uh, like, church preacher voice, if you know what I, like, the church preacher voice where, you know, he's uh, he was a civil rights guy and all that. And he said, he's talked about coming to Washington in 1961 and then we came in 1963, and then we came in 1965, and I'm heartbroken. I come here with a heavy heart that I have to impeach Donald Trump. But the, the, the Constitution is my compass. The, we have to use the Constitution as our compass. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, these guys are amazing, man. They have all of a sudden become constitutionalists because they're looking to protect the constitution right yeah right yeah you guys are probably laughing just as hard as i am right now because that is not true if you go through the constitution everything that these people stand for both republicans and democrats everything they stand for is outside the constitution i mean with the wars overseas and all that crap i mean the congress has basically given the war powers over to the president who can do whatever he wants to they've basically given him the keys to the car on that and the cons the, the congress for decades now has passed more and more of his responsibility over to the president so that they don't have to deal with it because when they're wrapped up in controversial things rather than just pol party politics 
it's not good for their reelection. It's not. They want to have as little responsibility as possible, but the most ability to say that they're doing something as possible, right? So they want as, as little responsibility. So they're going to pass all that responsibility over to the president, everything that they possibly can. They've always done that. And then over time, the president, the executive gets more and more power. Executive overreach is easy if you're going from a constitutional standpoint because everything the executive does now is pretty much overreach in that sense. But the Congress has consistently passed its responsibilities over to the president. One such specifically is the war powers. It used to be in the Congress, and the Congress is the one that needs to vote on war. The Congress is the one that votes on spending bills and all that. But all that stuff that gets spent, all the money that goes out there, all the trillions upon trillions of dollars that get spent, goes straight into the executive's hands. Who That's the one that's in charge of divvying it up, making sure that it goes to the places it's supposed to go to. He's in charge of the IRS. The executive's in charge of the Department of Education, the Department of Defense, the Environmental Protection Agency, all of that stuff has been passed over to the executive every last bit of it because Congress, they want to sound like they're big and bad and sound like they have a lot of responsibility but all they want to do is go back to their constituents back home and have sound bites to say, I stood up to Donald Trump or I stood with Donald Trump that's all they're trying to do every single one of them, no matter what that's all that I heard yesterday that's it one-minute sound bites of standing with Donald Trump or we need to rein in this president who has committed a crime, had, has committed crimes and all that. Like, that's all you heard all day, and it was just absolutely annoying. But the most blatant thing that I heard was the fact that all of them are all, all of a sudden standing up for the Constitution and using the Constitution as our roadmap and using the Constitution as our as our compass, our moral compass is the Constitution. Bull crap. None of them stand up for the Constitution ever, not once. There's a very few in there that might stand for the Constitution. Thomas Massey, maybe. Now, there's a couple of others. The one that just became a not, became an independent from Michigan that they're talking about will run for uh, the libertarian seat. That's the only... There's a few others as well. I think there's a couple senators up there that are pretty strong constitutionalists, I guess. But most of them are for, for passing the responsibility of the war powers over to the president. None of them want to get rid of the declaration of the use of force or whatever. Nobody, nobody wants to get rid of that. That thing that was signed in 2001 after 9-11 and is still being used today to basically let the military go anywhere in the world, no matter what, if they can say, oh yeah, but it's terrorist, and they can somehow link it to Al-Qaeda, which Al-Qaeda back then was 200 and some odd people, scurrying around in the desert, pretending like they're training people, when in reality they just basically just got lucky, because this dude had a lot of money, he could send people over there. Bin Laden's dead. Like They, they passed the war powers over to the president, Ever since the 1960s, there has not been a declaration. The 19- I think the last declaration of war was World War II. Because even Korea was, they went in there illegally. 
saying that it was because they were supporting the United Nations, it was a peacekeeping effort or some bull crap like that. Then the United Nations has no ability to send our troops to harm's way and make them fight and die for other countries. Vietnam was a racket. All that stuff. I mean, even they, they, they didn't declare war in 1991 when they went into Desert Storm, the Desert Storm the first time. They've passed the responsibilities to the president, and this is what is happening now. This is the result. You're going to have a president that has too much power, but they have a government that does too much is what it comes down to. The government does too much. The government has gotten out of control in that sense, and the federal government has taken on too much responsibility. It's on us in that sense to start reining that in. It's on us to start changing people's minds towards more limited government. If you like your president, that's fine. But hold those people accountable to limited government, then. If you're a Democrat or Republican, same thing. Hold them accountable to limited government. Talk to your friends about limited government. Because we wouldn't have this situation with the impeachment if we had limited government. If our government wasn't involved in every single country across the world, then there wouldn't be $90 million that they could hold hostage to Ukraine. We wouldn't have that, but every country wants to get a piece of the action, and that's why they would be here in order to do that. That's why they would try to mingle in the election, so they can have some kind of power over some of that money, of where it gets spent, where it goes. I mean, our government is in multiple countries waging war right now in that sense. Why shouldn't, why, why wouldn't Russia get involved? Because, because it's in their best interest to do it, right? Same thing. But if we just pulled back and limited in the government, you wouldn't have that problem at all. And that's where the that's the root cause of this entire situation. But all of a sudden, everyone's a constitutionalist. I think it was just so annoying listening to both sides talk yesterday. Republicans, Democrats, all that. It's just it's so annoying listening to them talk. Because whether you think Donald Trump is guilty, innocent, or whatever... It's all political games right now. That's all it is. If you want to call it a fair trial, that I mean, a fair hearing, that's not a fair hearing when the accuser gets all of the power on who gets to speak. Like, that's, that's not fair whatsoever. So you can't even say it's a fair hearing in that sense. It's impossible to say that. So whether you're for him or against him, the least you could say is that it's not a fair, a fair hearing and I'm sure it's just along party lines, though. I mean, what should have happened at noon yesterday is basically they said, all right, adjourned, we're going to go ahead and vote on this thing now. Because no one's mind's going to be changed over this entire situation. No person's mind will be changed over it. Not in America, not the American people, and not certainly not the people that are in Congress, and certainly not the people that are in the Senate, where it's eventually going to get to. Nobody's mind's being changed. They might as well just save the six hours of of speeches. They might as well save that and not waste too much time. It probably would have made a good good uh, impact on the environment without all that hot air being blown out of those people's faces, to be honest with you. Global cooling would have happened. I bet we don't even get a, a nice strong winter this year because of that. Because of all the hot air that's being blown out of Washington. 
That's all it is. But yeah, is it even is it hurting Donald Trump whatsoever right now? Absolutely not. There was some polls that came out. This is the first polls I've seen actually that are national polls, and they're showing Donald Trump beating the other candidates. Okay, this is insane because all of their candidates have been up 10, 12 points on Donald Trump, but not these ones. Not these ones that came out on Tuesday. Literally, so Donald Trump's approval rating has been about 50%, 51%, 49% for the last three or four weeks. Generally, it's been around 40% before that. So his approval rating's ticking up. So obviously what's going on right now is not popular, and people are coming to his defense because of it. And then, on top of that, the other candidates that are going to be running against Donald Trump... You got Joe Biden, Joe, in a USA Today Suffolk poll, general election Trump versus Biden. So it's a nationwide poll. Trump's 44%, Biden 41%. Wow. I just thought that was absolutely crazy. So this is how it's been before that, though. Okay. The RP, RCP, that's the Real Clear Politics Average, has Trump 44%, Biden 48%, right? But the most recent polls that came out have Quinnipiac poll, Biden 51%, Trump 42%. Fox News, Biden 48%, Trump 41%. So he's up 9 points, then up 7 points, then up 5 points. Or Biden is up 9.7 points, 5 points, and now Trump's up 3 points in the USA Today Suffolk poll. Just a little food for thought, you know? Just a little food for thought. Listen to this one. Trump versus Sanders. Trump versus Bernie Sanders. Trump, 44%. Sanders, 39%. Trump's right now 44, 45% in all of these. 43% in some, you know? But it's all showing Trump's winning against Bloomberg. 43% to 40... Or, 43% to 34%. Buttigieg, 43% to 33%. Trump, for, or Warren, 45% to 37%. Sanders, Trump's up 5%. So it's Biden up 3%. Sanders up 5%. Warren up 8%. Buttigieg up 10%. Bloomberg, Trump's up 9%. So Trump's winning in all of them. It's absolutely insane, right? I was trying to figure out what the, what the margin of error is on this thing as well. And sometimes you could find those things. It's very important to know what the margin of error is on those because it kind of depends upon how many people they polled, right? How many people were polled in that particular group. So that's what I was trying to find earlier as well. Because uh, when you if you polled... 100 people total, then obviously that's not going to be a well scientific, or a very scientific poll. But if you poll 2,000 people, you're going to be a little bit closer to getting the real truth, right? And then if you poll, you know, 1,500 people and so forth, it's just important to get as close to, uh, or as many people into it as you can. That's why in a lot of these polls, or what, what real clear politics does, is that they kind of mesh all the polls together into the real clear politics average. So they take an average of all the polls. 
and see what they got say see what they get from there but i'm i was actually trying to find the exact pull of what it what was actually uh because it always has like a list of everything from like the paper that was that was written oh that's what it here it is it's a thousand registered voters that's a that's quite a few with a margin of error plus or minus three percentage points which plus or minus three percentage points is usually pretty good a lot of them are plus plus or minus five percentage points so this one is pretty well scientific now the thing that happens though is that uh a lot of these polls sometimes they just don't they're just not that good because you're not getting a lot of the younger people people that have cell phones that don't answer random numbers things like that it's usually pretty hard but they they've been trying to figure out different ways to make the polls a little bit better but i mean we all saw in 2016 when donald trump was going as hillary clinton and hillary clinton's up in all the you know all the nationwide polls by three four five percent and then donald trump comes in and still wins um so and everyone expected hillary clinton to win and then it was just this huge surprise when all of a sudden trump pulls out with pennsylvania and michigan and ohio too i think you got like wisconsin as well which hillary clinton didn't even go to wisconsin so it's interesting but this this entire impeachment proceeding eh, it's not changing anyone's minds it's helping out the president and uh if you love president if you like donald trump that's a good thing if you don't like him then that's a bad thing obviously but um in my view i just think it's good to for people to see the um would you call it like it, it kind of pulls the pulls the pulls the curtain away from what's really going on and that is just dysfunctional government that the government has too much power that the government has too much that it's trying to control it has too much that's going on and they have their hands in everything and there's too much money going through washington dc i heard it best said the other day why does one city get to make the decisions for 330 million people a third of a billion people in one city gets to make all those decisions for all those people. How can they know what's in the best interest of, quote, the American people? Because the American people is di are different everywhere you go. The American people in Hawaii are different than the American people in Alaska, than the American people in Florida, than the American people in Maine, than the American people in Iowa. Those are vastly different people. So there's not no such thing as like the American people. Why does one city get to make that much decision? That's that's the that's the that's the key to all of this. That they shouldn't be making all those decisions. They shouldn't be making decisions for for that much stuff. We shouldn't allow them to have that much power. That's what it really comes down to. But it's on us to change the culture. It's on us to change the way that people think. It's on us to change the people's expectations of their government. That's really what it comes down to. And that's it change people's idea of what they expect from their government if we do that slowly but surely people start demanding less start demanding their congress people do less start expecting less start laughing at candidates they're like i'm gonna go up there and change washington i'm gonna go up there and bring the money home to you i'm gonna go up there and get you guys free medicine i'm gonna go up there and get you guys free this and free that and everyone's laughing at him. What are you talking about? We don't need you to do that. We could take care of ourselves right here at home. That's it, guys. That's it. Change the culture. And that's all. But hey, guys. Um, Last show of the year. 
I was hope I should have just went on with the 250 episodes. I'm at 249 right now. I was thinking about them like well, I should just do one more episode just so that when I start back up in uh, in January, that I'll be at 251. But I'm gonna go ahead and you know hold hold the ropes here and say I'm stopping for the for the until the end of uh, the year. I'll be coming back on the 6th of January, and I hope you guys have a merry Christmas. I hope you guys have a um, blessed time with your family. Take care of your family. You know, do things with your family. If you don't have a family, you know, get together with your friends. Let everyone know that you care about them. Have a happy new year. I don't ever do New Year's resolutions or anything like that, but um, no, if you do, good luck with that as well. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, watch some football. Do whatever. I know. I know a lot of libertarians don't like sports or whatever, but I love sports. I'll be watching a lot of college football as well. We're gonna be doing some snowboarding with the kids over the holiday. But you guys have a happy, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Kwanzaa. Whatever you celebrate. If you're Jewish. Happy Hanukkah. I think Hanukkah's wrapping up by now, though, right? And then uh, then keep on coming back, though. Um, on the 6th, come on back so you can have clear vision for 2020.